What if you could say an all-in yes to yourself for 2022? What if you could commit fully to the things you said you were going to do, to the vision that you have, and to be in the room with a mentor who will hold you accountable, cast an even wider vision for you, and give you the strategy, tools, tactics, and support to ensure that these things come to fruition. Welcome to the iconic experience. Oh, just like comes out of me from the depths of my soul, this program, if I can even call it that. It's just not. That's why it's called the iconic experience. It is an experience. And it is one of the biggest gifts I've ever put out into the world. You are going to be part of a mastermind, a high level executive roundtable of perfectly welcomed in and invited in souls who will collaborate with you and network with you and stretch you and share ideas and all the goodness that comes out of a mastermind is so extraordinary. So you're going to have that every month. You're going to have group Voxer. So that mastermind stays active and you can drop in and ask questions and really share with one another and build deep, meaningful relationships. And on top of that, I thought, what could I do to expand this beyond something that I've seen out there in this world? And that is you have a full iconic experience by welcoming yourself into the rooms of everything I launch live in 2022. So you do not need to contemplate whether you should or do I want to invest. You get to sit back and receive for the entire year as the result of a single yes to yourself. One yes gets you a mastermind for the entire year full of really wicked women, group Voxer with these same women and myself, and you walk in the room for all the live coaching programs that I launch in 2022. You're just in. You're in the room. So this is really for the woman who is ready to lead, lead herself, lead her business, lead her life. And if this sounds like, ooh, it's a prayer I've been asking for, and I just want to say yes to something and just enjoy the experience versus looking constantly for the next thing, the next answer, the next coach, oh, the confusion, the chaos, the energy that is expended through that. Welcome to the iconic experience. You can come into the DMs tell me you're interested, ask the questions. I am so excited to answer them and to get to know you and see if this is a fit for you. Welcome to the best year of your life in 2022. And I'm telling you right now, the iconic experience is going to be like the rocket that's going to take you to the whole new level, the one that you've been asking for. Because men don't fall in love with us because of what we do. They fall in love with us because of who we are. And a lot of high achieving women lead with who, what they do mm-hmm. versus who they are. And that's because it's just so much more comfortable to be strong and to lead with your career and to say like, look, everything that I've achieved and I'm so great and I'm so amazing than to actually show your heart and show your vulnerability and give up that control so that your man can step up and be a man in your life. Welcome to the Becoming Iconic podcast. I am your host, Jen Spiegel. I am a life, business, and brand stylist. 
And after years of helping thousands of female entrepreneurs grow successful businesses and lives, I was called to bring these delicious conversations forward for those of you who are ready to build, expand, and actually enjoy all the desires of your heart. I'm so confident that this podcast will support you as you start to elevate and pursue the highest version of yourself. Thank you for being here. Sink in and enjoy. Oh, icons. I am so delighted for this guest today. Sammy Wunder is from Germany and is visiting us today because she specializes and is an expert in relationship and dating, especially with ambitious, high-achieving women, helping women not only attract loving, meaningful relationships, but sustain those. And I am so excited to have this conversation with you, Sammy. Because I know growing up as an entrepreneur, there has been this very soft underlying, I suppose, story that you sometimes can't have it all. That if you want to be a high achieving woman, that you may sacrifice your relationships or you may have to sacrifice your family. And I am an advocate to share with people that that is not the truth, but to have someone like yourself who has worked with. Hollywood stars and all sorts of people globally to come on and share with us and spread love and light into relationships feels beautiful. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So glad to be here. Yeah, I'm really glad you're here. I know it's the end of the day for you. So I appreciate that you carved out this space and friends listening in, I would really challenge you right now to find a cozy seat and create some space to evaluate where you're at and maybe some self-limiting beliefs or old stories that you may feel attached to. I hope that this really does create beautiful, deep, meaningful relationships going forward. So Sammy, I would love them to know how you got here because this wasn't necessarily something you've always done. And so I think the little bit of the backstory of who you are is really important if you don't mind sharing. Yes, absolutely. So I would say there were three catalysts to my transition from being a trained gold medalist economist to becoming a love coach for high achieving women. The first one was the lack of job satisfaction at my job as a consultant for international development organizations that I was working for. And I remember still like sitting at the desk, writing these long reports and just hoping and praying that one day I'll be able to see in whose life they make a difference. And there was this fire in the belly and all sorts of questions like there's got to be more to life. There's got to be a way to experience making a difference in people's lives and to have much more tangible results of that and faster too, hopefully. So I think that was one piece of the puzzle. The second catalyst was my own struggle. So I have never shied about saying that I was one of those women who had her shit together. You know, I'm smart, I'm intelligent, I'm ambitious. I believe women should, you know, get to the highest places and realize their life potential. I I really believe that. And yet I was having a really hard time when it came to men and dating and man after man would fizzle out, ghost on me tell me I was the one for them and then say that they were not feeling it. And so it was a nightmare. So my love life was looking like the opposite of my career. It just didn't make any logical sense. 
because on the paper you could say I was reasonably good looking, smart, successful, and any man would be lucky to have me. But in experience, it was not looking like that at all. We always have that one man. I remember this one person who I thought I'd found my one, things were going really well. And then two months down the line, he stopped communicating. And then after 10 days, he got back and said, you're great. You're amazing. I'm, I'm just not sure I can give you what you want. That was sort of that catalyst point for me where whenever I, I see a problem, I like dive right in and I find the solutions. And I was like, okay, Sammy, you've got to find out why this is not working out for you. And that's when I dived into studying romantic relationships. I have never looked back ever since because I think they extend so much deeper than how to text him and how to seduce a man. I think it's about self-worth and boundaries and understanding masculine, feminine polarity. And a whole new world opened up for me. Within nine months, I had met and gotten engaged to my amazing husband, Chris. We've been married for over eight years now. We have two beautiful boys and we're creating this beautiful empire together. That was, I would say, the second catalyst, my own struggles with my love life. And I think the third catalyst was just life bringing me into a circumstance where I was in a very desperate emotional situation. So Chris got a great job in the European Space Agency. We moved to Paris and I didn't speak French. And I found myself sitting at home and I enjoyed it for a little while. I mean, being a housewife in Paris is great and you shop and you see the beautiful wonders of France. But then it started to get to me and I found myself, you know, waiting for my husband to come home uh, to dinner. And like, there was all this restlessness inside me. Like, again, like you can't just sit here and wait for your husband to come home and serve him dinner. And that's when I asked myself the question, what is it that I know that many people need to hear that I have personal proof that it works and the messages I have learned turn my life around and I know they have the power to turn the life around of other people. And then suddenly like all the dots started to connect and I could see that I was not the only woman struggling. So I was in my master's cohort when I was studying uh, master of public policy. I was surrounded by all these amazing, gorgeous, intelligent women who were all struggling the way I was struggling in, in my love life. And I was like, what if I just started teaching them and telling them what I have learned to be true? And what if I did it in a professional way and actually charged for it? So that's when the idea of Sammy Wonder coaching the company was born. I remember I had 10,000 euros in my bank account and I invested around eight grand in learning how to become a good coach because it wasn't enough that I had ideas and messages. It was so important that I learned how to be a good coach. And ever since then, there's been no looking back. Our first year was a six-figure year. Second year was a multi-six-figure year. Third year was a seven-figure year. And now we're going into multi-seven figures in the love coaching company. And it's been very exciting because you can look at the money and that's great. But I think whenever I look at the money, I just look at all the amazing women we're able to help and all the thousands of lives we are able to positively impact when it comes to dating and marriage and having healthy romantic relationships. We've had over 250 plus client engagements at this point. We've had over 300 plus marriages we've brought back from the brink of divorce. It's just phenomenal. It's like, it's like a dream, you know, and right. it's just so exciting and so fulfilling. Congratulations. What I loved there too, which shows me because I, I believe in being a coach myself, 
a heart for people is really what elevates a mentor. And the fact that you have this beautiful success, and thank you for sharing that because that is something to applaud and be really proud of. But you swung that back around to the faces and the hearts that you were able to serve. And I know because I have spidey senses to things like that, that is why you are being so successful, not just what you offer, but who you are at the core. And being a love and relationship expert, I would imagine that's a very important quality and characteristic to have because the empathy that you must hold for people as you're working them through some of the hardest times of their lives, it's a gift. Well, thank gift. you. That's very kind of you to say. And I, I think I, I've had this philosophy where right from the start, I knew I would be successful if I could help people. People ask me, you know, how did you build such a successful business in such a short amount of time? And I was like, serve people, get them results. If you get people results, there's this domino effect where they go out, they sing your praises, they bring in their friends. Within the first year itself, I could see that I was getting so booked out that I had to raise my prices. Then I just couldn't take the number of clients who were coming in. The cornerstone of a successful company is caring about the people you serve and really making sure that your process delivers the transformation it promises. I agree. So let's dive deep. Let's dive deep because I started this conversation with something that I know I am really hungry to have an expert like yourself help support many female entrepreneurs. And I want to give you a little bit of my backstory, if I may, Sammy, because I think this is an important piece to building some really beautiful advice and support. So as I built my first business, it was highly successful. And when it reached the peak of success, I went through a divorce. Similar, not the same, but similar to you, I had this exceptional business. And from the outside, my life was just thriving and everything was working really well. At home, in my relationship, it was completely falling apart. So talk about polarities. That was definitely a moment in my life where I had extremes. And what happened from that, what stemmed from that is a lot of people who were following me, this was actually pretty hurtful, to be honest, but I I worked through it, is they took that experience and said, well, if I'm going to be successful like her, you sometimes go through a divorce or you lose a relationship. She gave up her marriage for that success, which was not the truth at all. There was no truth in that. However, as a leader, I carried a lot of that on my shoulders. Working through that and being on the other side, what I can say and looking at the women I work with, I do believe a lot of women have this belief that you're going to choose to be a wife and mother and really foster and build a beautiful home, or you can be really successful as an entrepreneur. And I know you're going to disagree with this. I disagree with it, but let's talk to her, that woman right now who's sitting there contemplating, do I build this business and potentially lose my partnership? What would you say to her? Okay. okay. So let's just start with, how does it feel to say that? Mm -hmm. Does it feel expansive or does it feel constricted, contracted in your body when you say that I have to choose between love and success? Makes me really sad to think this way. I like to believe that we live in an expansive universe and I like to believe that love is such a powerful, tremendous force. It's what we're here for. It's what we're here to experience. And so it just doesn't make sense to think that God Almighty, that higher power would only give you one or the other. 
and would say, Jen, you can either have million dollars or you can have a great man who adores you, loves you and supports your success and be a mom. That's the biggest sign that this is a limiting belief. Now, I have compassion. I have compassion for the women who carry this belief. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about my own, you know, limiting beliefs that come up because you've been so generous and vulnerable with sharing your story, Jen. But let's just look at it from an expert perspective for a moment. So you have this limiting belief. You intellectually understand it's a limiting belief, but let's say you can't let go of it. Like, let's Mm -hmm. say you're just so heavily programmed to believe that you can either have love or you can have amazing success. Now, the next thing to do in this scenario is to ask yourself, if I really believe that men are intimidated by my success and I can either have love or I can have success, then no matter what relationship challenge shows up, in my interactions with men or in my marriage, I will always jump to the first assumed conclusion, which is, oh, it's my success. He doesn't like it that I have brains and he doesn't like it that I am strong and he doesn't like it that I have money and he doesn't like it that I am in control of my life and I'm independent. Now, this is such a toxic place to be in because if your mind is just stuck at the first level of growth, And you can't go deeper. You can't look at what is truly going on that is stopping me from attracting great love in my life. What is truly going in my marriage that the sex is breaking down, the communication is breaking down, the conflict is really starting to come up. You don't have the ability to go deeper when you have the limiting belief that it is my success, which is the problem. And so it's like a vicious circle. It's like, If you have this belief, you will never be able to see what is really going on underneath. It paralyzes you. When you are not able to see what is really going on, it also means your love life will make you unhappy and it will not look like how you want it to look. It will not look flourishing. And then again, you will come back to the conclusion it's because of your success. Yeah, I agree. So I really love that. I love that visual of you said it. You're you're sort of stuck at this cap because this belief is there. And you're right. Intellectually, I believe most of us can look at that and say, "Is this real?" But when it is ingrained or there's this fear, how does she overcome that? So how does she work through this? She's identified it as a self-limiting belief. She knows that it's maybe not the truth. Maybe it is the truth, but let's assume it's not. How does she now walk through this? Is it through trusting herself and trusting the relationship, dialogue? What does she do? I think it's so important to understand that it's about developing the right skill set. So instead of making your success the problem, which you are making here, and that's sad for you and your success because your success is not the problem, you have to look at it from a skill set point of view. You have to say to yourself, if I'm not succeeding with men, if my marriage is unhappy, my success is not the problem. So I have to give up my ego, put my ego to the side and say, okay, my success is not the problem. Something else is going on here. And that something else is usually a lack of skill set. It's usually a lack of, sometimes it's self-awareness. We love being in control when we are business women, high achieving women. You know, we love to be in control. And at the same time, we want a man who is in control. And that, of course, causes a lot of conflict inside the relationship. Or maybe, you know, we're very businesslike in our conversation and where we are not able to switch off from the CEO mode. 
Another thing is maybe we have a hard time with overgiving and we're overgiving and we're getting resentful and we are doing all this work in the relationship that our man never asked us to do, but we're still doing it. And then we're playing the martyr and we're feeling like he uses us and he exploits us and he abuses our trust. So I think the main point here is to put this belief aside. It is simply not true, at least not true for the highly empowered, healthy, emotionally mature man. So I always tell my clients, men do not hate your success. They just don't love you for it. Wow. Men do not hate your success. They just don't love you for it, which means that your success is not a problem. It's just when you lead with success and you think that that's what a man wants, that's Mm -hmm. why he's with you because you drive this great car and you have this amazing house and you uh, make a million dollars, that's why he's with you. I think that's where the assumption is false because men don't fall in love with us because of what we do. They fall in love with us because of who we are. And a lot of high achieving women lead with who, what they do mm-hmm. versus who they are. And that's because it's just so much more comfortable to be strong and to lead with your career and to say like, look, everything that I've achieved and I'm so great and I'm so amazing, then to actually show your heart and show your vulnerability and give up that control so that your man can step up and be a man in your life. So as I said, I'm going to share a little bit more vulnerability from my side. So when my business was growing, you know, I started by saying to myself, my husband is proud of me. He supported me with my business. My first child was just born then, and he was really supporting me. The first year I had this, at the end of the year, when we filed our taxes, I was like, wow, you're a six-figure company. I didn't even realize I was so into the grind of doing things. You know how the first year of business is, it's harder than usual. And then the second year, when we reached multi-six figures, I felt like this limiting belief really came up again, that now that I'm getting successful, my marriage will fall apart. Now that I'm getting successful, my husband will stop loving me for the person I am. Now that I'm successful, you know, I'm going to start ignoring my family and, you know, just get burnt out and blah, blah, blah. The interesting thing is, I just said to myself, this is not true. This is not true. And you don't want to entertain it. You don't want to believe it. We went on to make seven figures in the third year. And it was interesting at the end of the year, the same belief came up. Like if Chris and I would have an argument, which couples have every once in a while, I would always default to it's my success, yeah. which is the problem. Yeah, It's so sneaky. You know, it just creeps up because we've been so strongly programmed to believe that this is the truth. And then because I coach high achieving women like myself, Thankfully, have the self-awareness to say, okay, there's something else going on here. There's something else that I need to take ownership of. My success is not the problem. It's never the problem. He married me when I had no money. (laughs) So he loved me. He provided for me. And he's really (laughs) proud of me. He supports Mm -hmm. me. Like I'm doing this, you know, I do luxury retreats and I go away and he takes over both the kids and he supports me. He loves me. He supports my success. But it is my default to always go to, oh, it's my success. I'm becoming too big for this man. Right. And that's where I have to go like, no, there's something else going on. It's how you're talking. It's the polarity, masculine, feminine. You're getting too much in control. You're overgiving. You're getting resentful. So many things that could be happening. And you have to have the humility to put your ego aside and to actually really address what really is going on versus just use your success as the escape to not address deeper issues. Right. Thank you for sharing. That was so powerful because I think 
well, I know when you as the expert still share that vulnerability and the rawness of the things you're currently still working through, that is such a connective piece for someone like myself who would be an ideal client of yours, you know, to know that, okay, you still understand this and get this because sometimes we feel so alone in our feelings, especially as high achieving women. We feel we're the only ones who are struggling with that. I know that many, many, many women do, whether it's a self-limiting belief or it's actualized in their relationship in some way, shape, or form. And I do believe too, sometimes we use this as an excuse in our business. Sometimes we use our marriage and our relationship. Like I don't want to have it fall apart or destroyed because of my success. That is actually a little bit of uh, resistance towards the success we're navigating to. And I know that I have to always ask myself that question too. So there's two ways of looking at this. Are we also using this as an excuse to keep us small, keep us safe in our businesses? And I love that you built something to seven figures in three years because that says to all of us that it is possible to have all things and for it to work beautifully together. I know for myself, one of the biggest lessons I required to learn was the masculine versus feminine energy. I can own the responsibility in my first marriage and also the start of my second marriage, really not understanding what feminine and masculine energy was. And I sat in that masculine most of the time, especially working from home, leaving my office space. I would bring that CEO energy into my home and have a little bit of a dictatorship, that control that really spoke to me as like, oh yes, I can relate to that a lot. And that was one of the most beautiful blessings I gave my current relationship and marriage was that ability to sink back into the feminine and really paying attention to that and allowing him to step into his masculine. So this is a fairly new concept to a lot of women. I'm going to assume a lot of women listening to this. Can you maybe teach us the feminine versus the masculine and maybe some ideas around how we can identify that and move into the feminine for our relationships? I mean, I could talk about this all day long, but let's (laughs) just start with some basics, because I think at the first level, what we want to do is to remove resistance towards listening about this, because a lot of women, high achieving women, when they hear the terms masculine and feminine, it feels like we're going back to the 1950s and the 1930s, and the women are supposed to be in the kitchen and the men are supposed to be the providers, doers. And that is just a notion based on an incomplete understanding of these very powerful, very beautiful concepts. I mean, feminine energy changed my entire life. And when nothing works for me, I go back to feminine and it works. I think it's important for all the smart, strong, achieving, high achieving women to understand that it's not a sexist concept. Both men and women have masculine and feminine energies. Alpha males, if they can put their ego to the side and go to a love coach, he or she would probably teach them to connect more with their feminine side and feeling side and become a little more compassionate, empathetic. And the same way when high achieving women come to me and they're a lot in their masculine, which is, we've got this part knocked down. We're so good at giving instructions, getting things done, initiating, planning, organizing. So there's nothing wrong with it. And I don't want smart, strong women to feel ashamed of this energy. I think it's the energy that helps us bring children up. It's the energy that helps us put food on the table if we're single moms. So I have deep amounts of respect for this energy. But at the same time, you have to start looking at your life in terms of coming into balance. And a lot of the times I have seen that the high achieving woman 
is far too out in her masculine and far too out of touch with her feminine. So this isn't about changing yourself or becoming shy and coy for the sake of a man. This is about coming back into balance. This is about harnessing the power of both your energies. And you're already really good at doing the masculine bit. So when it comes to your love life, we want to help you harness the feminine side. And why do we want to do that? We want to do that because harnessing your feminine side inside your relationship means that you will create the space and the polarity to attract, if you're a single woman, to attract a masculine man, because that's what attraction and sexual tension is about. It exists between polar opposite energies, not same energies. So I think women just understand through examples. So if you ever had a relationship where you started to feel like roommates and the passion completely disappeared, what was happening there was sexual tension was missing, polarity was missing. If you meet a lot of guys who you like and who you think have potential to be your husband, but they never end up being your husband, but end up being your friend instead, which means you get friend zoned a lot. That's again, the lack of polarity happening there, the lack of sexual tension. So it's not just about getting a man, right? It's about getting a man who is emotionally available, is able to support, is able to give, is able to help you with the house chores, is able to throw you on the bed and make love to you like a caveman. If that is what you want, then you really want to respect polarity between the sexes. So many smart, strong women complain that they end up attracting passive men, broke men, men who rely on them to pay their bills, men who rely on them to drive to dates, to pay on dates, to give them presents. And while, you know, so many of us, because masculine is our comfort go-to energy, so many of us just sort of stay in that zone on autopilot and we keep showing up this way in our love lives because we feel like we can't help ourselves and we can't stop ourselves. And this is our comfort zone, masculine energy. But if you look at who you are attracting and you want to change that, you want to change the kind of man you're attracting, then you have to learn how to embody your feminine energy. And the good news is it's already inside you. You don't have to go out there, climb Mount Everest to access this energy. You can Mm -hmm. access it inside. Now, having said that, and I will come to how women can embody more of their feminine in dating and inside their relationships, but I do want to say that I am a big believer in balance, which means that when a woman comes to me and she's far out in her masculine, of course, I'm going to put her in touch with her feminine side in her love life. But sometimes we have clients where it's not the feminine that needs awakening. It's actually the masculine that needs awakening. So for example, if you're in an abusive relationship, you're in a relationship that doesn't make you happy. You're in a relationship where you are so compromised. He's controlling. You have lost all your hobbies. You're unhappy. He's not nice to your kids if it's a blended family. And you're just sitting there and tolerating all of this. You don't need more feminine. You actually need more empowered masculine to get up and say, no more. I'm done with this. You need that physical strength to get up and walk away. So it's always about speaking to what really somebody, that particular individual needs. But a lot of the times, let's just say, if we were to generalize, because relationships are nuanced, if we were to generalize learning about polarity and bringing the feminine into your love life, into your relationship is what is really the game changing concept for the high achieving woman. 
So in terms of how can we embody this energy in dating, letting men pursue the connection. So instead of, you know, I think so many smart women tend to, you know, hey, I'm an, I believe in equality. I'm a feminist. You can believe in equality and you can be a feminist, but you still don't have to act like a man. You don't have to go and pick up men. You don't have to go chase men, ask for their phone number, set up the date. I see this all the time that in the name of equality and women's emancipation, we do all these things that are hardcore masculine energy. And then we end up picking up men and then we end up making something happen that may not have even happened had we not gone there and pushed and done that. I teach my clients to lean back and not pursue the connection with men. It doesn't mean you have to be passive and wait. It simply means that you offer more subtle signals of making eye contact, smiling, you know, the old proverbial dropping the handkerchief. If you approach me, I'm available. I'm open. I'm open for this connection. So not pursuing the connection is number one uh, for single women. I think number two is just learning to get more in touch with our vulnerable sides and vulnerability instead of our thinking and rational and logical side, right? That's what we need for business and that's what we need for work. And yet in our love lives, romance is not about certificates. It's not about rationality. It's not about logic. I mean, we've all seen couples where you're like, oh my God, why did you go with her? It doesn't make any sense. And that's because it's not supposed to make sense. It's not a field which is about sense and rationality and logic. Mm -hmm. It's a field where hearts have to connect, where emotional connection must happen. And that connection cannot happen if we insist on being strong, put together, perfect, and in control, which is the go-to mechanism or default for a lot of us women. As I get more and more successful, I have to intentionally come back into my feminine because I can see that if I were to feel so much and be vulnerable all the time, it just makes life harder. Like You can't do so many things if you're constantly vulnerable and feeling stuff. But still, your love life, your marriage, that's the space where he gets to see you upset. He gets to see you crying in front of a movie. He gets to see that you care about your client and, you know, what happened with your client really upset you and letting him support you instead of saying, no, I got this. Don't worry about it. It's okay. Yeah. And then just taking it out on him in other ways. I think this is also true for women in relationships. Like vulnerability is such a big thing inside marriages and relationships. I just want to give a quick example that my client, she's a top level executive at the New York Stock Exchange. And she's like really discreet about her identity. And she's had two failed marriages in the past. Uh, let's call her Ver Veronica. And okay. she, when she came to me, she was amazed at what she learned in terms of overgiving and boundaries and polarity, feminine, masculine. And unleashing her feminine power. And she attracted a great guy and she's about to get engaged to him. But she still has huge money triggers because she far out earns her fiance. She got really angry with him when one day he forgot the wallet. She almost burst at him saying, you know, like, I'm so tired of you men, like just expecting women to pay and do everything. Thank goodness, like she had the self-awareness to not respond that way. And she just kept her mouth shut. And then she came to me and she just cried. She just cried on the session. And she said, you know, this is so painful for me. And I don't want to repeat the mistakes of the past. I don't want to be the doer giver provider. And I can't believe he did that. 
he could feel that something is wrong because I shut down energetically, but at least I didn't say anything wrong. And I said, what makes you afraid to just be the way you are being with me right now, being this way with him and letting him know this? And she was very afraid because she thought it was drama. It was too much. And I said, no, they want to know this. They want to know this. And then she went and she was so afraid to let him know that she's been married twice and it's not worked out. And she was the overgiver and she has huge triggers around money, even so, even though she makes a lot of money. And he was like, oh, sweetheart, come here. I just genuinely forgot my wallet. And, you know, they went and they they shopped at Tiffany's and he, you know, he's like, you know, I don't have as much as you do, but whatever I have is for you. And I really want you to know that. And it was such a healing experience for her soul, because usually her way would be to get into a power struggle, to get controlling, to say, no, how, how dare you forget? And then she would end up paying the fancy five course meal. And then she would come back and get resentful and count the money she spent. And this time, instead of doing all of those things, instead of controlling, starting a power struggle, getting attacking, getting defensive, blaming, criticizing, she just went into vulnerability. And it unleashed a whole new world for her of connection with her man. When it comes to feminine energy, understanding that our relationships are that sacred zone of vulnerability. Of course, there's a difference between high value vulnerability and low value vulnerability. So it's not just about emotionally vomiting on your man or using your man as a journal, as I like to say in my programs, that's not the point of it. But I think processed vulnerability, where you're able to share where you're coming from and let somebody else into your emotional world and let them see that you're not perfect and that you also hurt sometimes and make mistakes. I think that's a very beautiful and bonding experience. Thank you. That was absolutely beautiful, friends. Go listen to that again. There's a lot of really beautiful tips. And as you were speaking, I thought about your client and the word intimacy came up. Like that connectiveness is so intimate. And I believe most of us are craving that, that deep intimacy with our partners or the person we're welcoming into our lives. And I know the biggest thing for me, and I'd love your comment on this. I was working with someone who was really letting me stretch into my feminine. And I believe that it is a balance. I, I'm watching the pendulum swing way too far into the feminine now too. So I'm I'm really into bringing those two things together to complement each other. But one thing she said to me that changed everything was the feminine energy receives. It's a receivership. So allowing your partner to bring you a cup of tea, asking, would you mind running me a bath? I was blown away because as a woman, it has always been about giving, giving, giving. I give myself, I give to my children, I give to my partner, I give to my business. The idea of receiving didn't feel at all feminine, but that was because I was so deeply immersed in the masculine. So do you believe that offering ourselves and our partner the ability to receive would be helpful as well? Oh my God, absolutely. Receiving is such a huge part of feminine energy. And as I said, I had to stop at the two bullet points because I could go on and on talking about this. So I'm very glad you brought this up. When a woman leans back, she has to expand her capacity to receive from the masculine. So the way I like to describe this is that this is you and this is your masculine energy. Now, What happens for most high achieving women is that their masculine energy is turned against them or away from them. And it's turned towards the world, the man, 
the business, the children, and she feels often really depleted. So she feels exhausted. She feels depleted. She feels resentful. And the first thing we help our clients do is to turn their own masculine energy towards themselves. What does that do? Self-care starts. Getting in touch with your own needs starts. Being there for yourself emotionally, physically, mentally starts. If you look at money as masculine energy, instead of working hard for money, always uh, running towards it with anxiety, you start to see money also as a positive masculine force in your life that supports you. Mm. So like when I'm making investments, I'm happy that money's got my back. You know, it's not about what am I spending? It's like, yay, money's got my back. I enjoy this. You know, money is here for me. Money is my lover. Money loves to give to me. Money loves to provide for me. That's why money is here for me and money's got my back. When the masculine turned towards you, the instinctive masculine is to give, is to do, is to provide, and is to see a smile on your face. So what you have to do as the feminine, so you can look at your own masculine energy turned towards you, and now just feel like another man standing here and his masculine energy turned towards you. Most mm. of the times, it's turned against us, right? He's looking right. at, he's looking somewhere else. He's looking at another woman. He's looking at mm-hmm. his business. He's looking at his life. He is interested in himself. He's not interested in you. So when you are channeling your feminine and you are leaning back, now not only is your own masculine turning towards you, the man in your life, his masculine also turns towards you because this is polarity. If you lean back in your feminine, masculine will move towards you. This is the law. And now what does the feminine have to do? The feminine has to expand its capacity to receive all this good stuff that is being sent towards it from the masculine, the self-masculine and the empowered masculine man. So for some of us who are just learning to build this muscle of feminine energy, It can look as simple as saying thank you to a compliment instead of saying like, oh, really, you like this dress, but it's not even new. Instead of (laughs) deflecting the good stuff away, just like take a deep breath and just say, yes, thank you. Receive that. Or for example, when I was starting my coaching company and I, you know, signed up for this program and then at the end of it, I I had only 2000 euros left in my bank account because I spent 8000 on learning how to become a coach. I remember my grandpa offering to support at one level. It felt weak, like I couldn't do this myself. And that's why he's offering help. And it felt a little humiliating and insulting. And like, doesn't he think I can take care of myself? And at another level, I remembered, you know, just how much joy and magic opened up for me when I could receive from my husband. And so I just reminded myself, this is about expanding your capacity to receive. And I said, yes. Till today, I consider that as a big blessing in my business. I channeled it further into growing my business and look where it's got me. And I think it's my grandpa's blessings. And I always tell women, you know, when we think that receiving is weak because we have so much programming around giving, being positive, nobody talks about receiving. You know, think of a world where there were no receivers. What would all the givers do? It's a world that is out of balance. Mm. For every giver, there has to be a receiver. Somebody has to be receiving joyfully. And we get to be that inside our relationships. And isn't that what we want ultimately? Isn't that what we want to be cherished, to be spoiled, to be adored? 
I don't want just a functional relationship where I'm roommates with my partner and we do chores 50-50 and everything is 50-50 and head-based. I want romance. I want what Nick Jonas did for Priyanka Chopra, sent her 200 roses (laughs) when she was away in London. That's romance. It's about polarity. It's not about 50-50 and equality. And so as women, you know, men have so much capacity to love us and give us. But if we are deflecting that away with all these programming and beliefs that I can do it myself, I don't need you. My client, you know, when she was sick from our group coaching program, Elevate, you know, when she was sick, her date wanted to bring her soup. And she was offended at first. That was her first response. Like, does he think I can't stand on my own feet and cook my own lunch? Or what does he think? I know that my husband always tells me that he loved it, that when he decided to invite me for the first date, that I was happy that he was paying. He said, like, most women just say no, and they like to pay themselves, and they like to show that they're self-sufficient. I've always believed that we get to be feminists without being like a man. And I think this is where the role model you want to have is of this beautiful, successful, gorgeous woman who is a mother and a wife, and she has brains, and she has success, And she knows where to showcase that. But when Mm -hmm. she's home, you can see that her man is the leader. You can see that her man is in control. And she likes that. She likes to rest in his trust and in his leadership. I think this is such a powerful visual because it brings together all that we stand for. There is a space for our success in our brains. There is a space to be loved and be vulnerable. And both of them can come together. And I think it's so easy for us women to see that woman where the relationship is in harmony, you can just see it, you know, there's polarity and she's beautiful and she's successful and she doesn't feel the need to prove it or show it. You know, she's just really comfortable in her own skin. I think that's the goal we're looking at and receiving is such an important quality to cultivate and develop and practice as a muscle. Mm, That was so beautiful, that visual. And That's the perfect visual for people and women, especially listening in to sink into. I'm hearing like the words linger and savor, like all these feminine, beautiful words that this conversation is one of the ones to revisit. This is not a podcast that I believe is a once over. This is a beautiful listen to and then go back and re-listen because there was some absolute life-changing, transformative advice and vision casting for all of us. Because I do believe too, Sammy, we can have it all. We really can, but it's intentional. It's paying attention. It's growth. It's learning to give and receive. There's a lot to this. And I I know that many people stand into the personal growth journey. This is a whole other level. One that I know has completely changed everything for me to allow abundance in. It flows because I give it space. It's a beautiful life when you finally get it, not perfectly because it's never perfect, but when you get it, the amount of miracles and joy that pours into your world is just breathtaking, really. Where can they find you? Because this has to provoke them to want to come over and learn more from you. This has just been beautiful. Absolutely. So I do have two very exciting gifts just for your audience, Jen. The first one is a video training, 50 minutes long, completely free for your peeps. It's called Lean Back in Love, Lean In at Work. And it's showing the strong, successful woman who has locked down the 
the masculine energy part, how she can now unlock the feminine energy shifts inside her love life. So this is one that is really going to speak to all the high achieving women out there. Whether you're single or you're in a relationship, it's going to help you. And what I have loaded on top of this is a PDF. It's called the My Top 10 Scripts for Getting Men to Cater to Your Needs. And this is about, you know, the scripts that my private clients ask all the time. Because, you know, for me as an expert, it's easy to say things that come from a feminine energy space. But my clients tell me, Sammy, it's so easy for you. But for me, I still miss the words. How do you say this? How do you talk about sex, money? How do you get him to be in charge? How do you diffuse tension during arguments? I would love to know how to do this uh, in a feminine energy way. So these are my top 10 scripts and they come with the training. So all you have to do is go sign up and the link is in the show notes. It's completely free, of course. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Thank you. That's beautiful. And I love that not only are you giving them something tangible, but also this ability to have some proximity to you and, and spend some more time with you through that video. That's, that's special. Thank you so much. Where can they find you on social media? Yes. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram and follow me at Sammy Wonder Coach. You have to get the spelling right. S-A-M-I-W-U-N-D-E-R. And you can also just find me on my website, sammywonder.com. Beautiful. How are you going to be iconic today, Sammy? How am I going to be iconic today? Well, I would like to be iconic today by reminding women that love is meant for them and so is success. That's how you become iconic when you decide that you don't have to be deprived of one or the other. You get to have it all. You get to have both and more. I think one piece of advice that I would really like all high-achieving women to remember from today's episode is to not neglect their love lives in the name of, you know, being busy building their businesses and their careers. Because when you are on your deathbed, you don't think about, I should have sent that newsletter or I should have, you know, automated that webinar for my launch. You think about the moments that made you come alive. You think about the moments of connection. You think about the moments that made you made you value what life is when you kissed your person, when you were seen, felt, and understood. And love is the biggest platform and catalyst for those kind of experiences and fulfillment. Do not neglect your love lives. You get to have both. You get to have it all. And you get to have it all at the same time. You don't have to put your love life on hold and do business. You get to have both and you get to have it together. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. Sammy, thank you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your mission. Thank you for supporting us as women and really showing us and flipping that mirror and helping us understand that we do not need to be deprived of anything, that abundance is our birthright and love is where to spend the most time lingering and savoring. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been such a wonderful host and I've really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you know how deeply grateful I am for the time and space you give to the Becoming Iconic podcast. It is an honor and a privilege to show up here twice a week and pour into you. And thank you for those five-star reviews that you've been giving and those beautiful compliments. It means so much. And the time you spend to do that is just the most beautiful way to give back. The other thing I want to challenge us to as a community is to share more. 
It's so simple to copy this link into a text to a friend who you think would benefit from what you just listened to or share it into your stories. Make sure to tag me, by the way, because I love resharing and allowing your network to maybe discover something that they wouldn't have if it weren't for you. And just a gentle reminder that jenspiegel.com, that website was designed for you, for you in mind and what you need in your life and business, the blog, the resources, the different ways of working together, they all sit there and they're available to you. So I challenge you to go over there, make it a habit of checking out what's new and exciting. At the end of the day, I just want you to know I love this community. I appreciate being able to show up for you and I just want you to make it a great day.